Slava Jesus Christus, Slava Navika, glory be to Jesus Christ, glory be forever. This is Father Basil again, and doing another podcast. Hopefully everyone is doing well, wherever you're from. And um, today, I just want to reflect upon some um, Bible verses I'm going to be using the Bible a little bit more just to talk about different Old Testament passages and how they relate to our Lenten season, how they relate to Easter, and go from there. So the first one I want to talk about today is original sin. So we all know what happened, and I'm going to read from the Bible, Genesis 3. That's the version of the Bible I have in my hand right now. The snake was sneakier than any of the other wild animals that the Lord God had made. One day came to the woman and asked, Did God tell you not to eat fruit from any tree in the garden? The woman answered, God said we could eat fruit from any tree in the garden except the one in the middle. He told us not to eat fruit from that tree or even to touch it. If we do, we will die. No, you won't, the snake replied. God understands what will happen on the day you eat fruit from that tree. You will see what you have done and you will know the difference between right and wrong, just as God does. The woman stared at the fruit. It looked beautiful and tasty. She wanted the wisdom that it would give her, and she ate some of the fruit. Her husband was there with her, so she gave some to him, and he ate it too. Right away, they saw what they had done, and they realized they were naked. When they sold fig trees together to make something to cover themselves. Late in the afternoon, a breeze began to blow. And the man and the woman heard the Lord God walking in the garden. They were frightened and hid behind some trees. The Lord called out to the man and asked, Where are you? The man answered, I was naked, and when I heard you walking through the garden, I was frightened and hid. How did you know you were naked? God asked. Did you eat any fruit from that tree in the middle of the garden? It was the woman you put here with me, the man said. She gave me some of the fruit and I ate it. The Lord God then asked the woman, What have you done? The snake tricked me, she answered, and I ate some of the fruit. So the Lord God said to the snake, Because of what you have done, you will be the only animal to suffer this curse. For as long as you live, you will crawl on your your stomach and eat dirt. You and this woman will hate each other. Your descendants and hers will always be enemies. One of hers will strike you on the head, and you will strike him on the heel. Then the Lord said to the woman, You will suffer terribly when you give birth, but you will still desire your husband, and he will rule over you. The Lord said to the man, You listened to your wife and ate fruit from that tree, and so the ground will be under a curse because of what you did. As long as you live, you will have to struggle to grow enough food. Your food will be plants, but the ground will produce thorns and thistles. You will have to sweat to earn a living. 
You were made out of soil and we will once again turn into soil. The man Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all who live. Then the Lord God made clothes out of the animal skins for the man and his wife. The Lord said, These people now know the difference between right and wrong, just as we do. But they must not be allowed to eat fruit from the tree that let them live forever. So the Lord God sent them out of the Garden of Eden, where they would have to work the ground from which the man had been made. Then God put winged creatures at the entrance to the garden and a flaming, flashing sword to God guard the way to the life-giving tree. Wow. So again, just reading through this passage is so interesting. And again, in our modern view of things, you know, we have to be careful of how we view it from our modern eyes you know the first man and woman adam and eve you know who did not understand sin until they committed it and you know that first sin that disobey of disobedience that first sin of pride because really, Eve wanted to be like God. The devil in the form of the serpent, of the snake, was, was basically tempting Eve and Adam that they would be like God if they ate the fruit, that they would know right and wrong and good and evil and this, have all the knowledge of God. So the very first thing we can get from this story is that we can't be God. We are not God in any way. We are creatures. God is the creator. And if we try to be like God, if we do the same sin as Adam and Eve and always try to control others control the world then the same thing's going to happen to us we will lose that innocence we will lose that um that you know knowledge of god that he has given he gave to us when he created us you know before adam and eve sinned they lived in complete innocence they were naked and they didn't even know they were naked. You know, they lived in, in complete uh, joy, complete happiness, complete, um, no, uh, this being with God. They knew that they were with God. And when, when that first sin happened, they could not be with God anymore because they disobeyed God. They made themselves outcasts from the Garden of Eden because they disobeyed that one law that God gave them to follow, not to eat the forbidden fruit, not to eat from that tree in the middle of the garden. 
So, you know, we, we can't, uh, of course, we, 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 we look at it from our modern day perspective and there's a few things that we have to be careful of in our modern day perspective. We can't blame the woman for everything that happened. Even though she was the first to eat the apple, Adam also ate the apple too. So they're both equally to blame for the original sin. Both the man and the woman sinned together. And um, secondly, it seems like, you know, when, when God said that the woman's going to have pain during childbirth, it seems like the woman was being punished more than, than she should have been. But I, again, looking at it from the perspective, it's, it's, you know, God made man and woman to be one with one another. And even though the woman is the one that has to give the birth and does have pain in the childbirth, you know, it, she gives new life. And, and that's such a beautiful thing to, to have, that ability to give life. God gives the woman the, the ability to bear the child and to you know, produce offspring with the help of the man. And we got to be careful that to think that that's punishment. That's not punishment. That is, that is you know, when when a when a married couple, um, you know, produces children together, that is that should be joyous. That should be, you know, gladness when they when they're having a child together. And even though the the woman has pain. Um, during it, you know, the, it's that, that pain um, is necessary to have children. And the joy of having the child is way beyond any pain the woman could have. So um, that, that's a couple of things we have to remember from that. But in terms of how this story relates to us today, of course, Jesus rising from the dead, dying on the cross, you know, uh, defeated that original sin once and for all. So the devil no longer has control over our uh, destiny. The devil no longer has control over where we are going to end up. Jesus totally destroyed the, the power of sin. Jesus totally destroyed the power of death in our lives. So from, uh, you know, the devil thought he won, that he tricked the first humans to sin against God, and he thought that the first humans that all humans afterwards would never be able to get to heaven because that's of that sin, because of that disobedience to God. And we all are disobedient. So 
it's not just Adam and Eve who we you know blame for that original sin from that uh for for that um sin that prevented us from being in heaven. We all sin in this world. And Jesus didn't matter what sins we committed, didn't matter what we have done. Jesus has made things right again. And he's made us, you know, have that opportunity to be in paradise again, to be in heaven. So the paradise is no longer just the Garden of Eden, which was an you know, earthly place where God had made for, the, for humankind to live in peace and joy forever. Paradise is now actual heaven with all the angels and saints. That's the, where we are you know, that God wants all of us to be. And we can't make the same mistake as Adam and Eve did. You know, eventually they were forgiven of their sin. Jesus raised Adam and Eve from the, from the Hades where their souls were after their death. All the people, you know, in Hades that, that were there because they couldn't get to heaven because of that sin of Adam and Eve, Jesus broke the, the chains of bondage that we had to Hades that we couldn't get to heaven. And he destroyed the power of death. He destroyed the power of sin. So now we no longer have an excuse to say that, well, we can't get to heaven. Yes, Jesus has wants us to go to heaven. Jesus wants all of us to be in the heavenly kingdom. So, you know, we're going to be celebrating the, um, the beautiful feast of Pascha, of Easter, you know, when we're going to go through this 40 days of Lent to prepare for Easter. And, and of course, the theme is of, re of repentance, of forgiveness, that we ask Jesus not just to forgive the sin of Adam and Eve, that original sin, that sin of disobedience, where they didn't listen to God because they were so prideful that they wanted to be like God. We, you know, have our own individual sins that we have to ask God to forgive us for. Every single one of us who's ever lived in this world is a sinner. Jesus is the only one with his mother Mary who never had, who never sinned, who never sinned. Every single other person that ever lived in this world sinned. And we have to ask for forgiveness. We have to ask for mercy. So, you know, Adam and Eve, you know, they, they unfortunately, because of their decision that they made, they had to live outside of the uh, of paradise. They had to live outside of the gar Garden of Eden. They had to have, you know, they had to struggle in their lives. And later on, you know, you know the story of Adam and Eve. They had Cain and Abel, their sons, and 
Cain killed Abel, so they had a lot of hardship in their life. They had a lot of distress. They had a lot of bad things happen to them. And not just because of of what they did, the original sin, it's because when sin entered the world, when, when they when, when the human race, starting with Adam and Eve, start to disobey God, bad things happen to us when we disobey God. You know? We often think, well, why do things happen to us? It's because the devil is trying to influence us. The devil is trying to take us away from God. The devil is trying to, to do everything for us to be unholy, to be impure. And any time we break the commandments now, no, uh, technically you can say that Adam and Eve broke the first you know, commandment. Uh, and and were wanted to be like God, so they they didn't they didn't want to obey God. They didn't want to to uh, follow Him. They wanted to be the, their own bosses. They wanted to 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 be their own you know people without God. Basically, when they broke that commandment, and and they that was basically the first time someone broke a commandment. And every time we break a commandment, every time we break one of the Ten Commandments, we are pushing ourselves away from God. We are pushing ourselves more into the devil's trap. So, you know, it's hard sometimes to be a priest in this day and age because people don't understand that they need to go to confession. They need to ask for forgiveness of every single bad thought they've ever had, of every single bad action they've ever done, of every single, you know, time that they broke a commandment. They need to go to confession and ask for forgiveness. This is what we have to do. We have to, you know, you know, it's funny when people say that they don't sin. It's, it's, it's funny when they think that they, they've never committed a sin, that they are blameless. None of us are blameless. All of us have committed sin. And we need to admit that before it's too late. You know? Gossip is a sin. You know, we, we think, well, we don't kill anyone. We haven't committed adultery. We haven't, you know, st- you know, stolen anything. But if you gossip, if you talk badly about someone, that is a sin. If you, uh, you know, think badly of someone else, if you want someone to be hurt, if you have hatred towards someone, that is a sin. So, so there's so many things that we do that are sinful in this world. It's not just the killing someone or you know or or committing adultery or the big sins all of us have sins in our life every single one of us you know not uh, serving god not going to church on sunday for uh, not worshiping god not praying is a sin you know 
having a, a, a attitude of arrogance, you know, worshiping money, uh, you know, uh, worshiping drugs and alcohol. This having all these things that put a, a, we put in front of God are sin. Those are all sins in our life. And we have to admit to that. Of course, in our world today, the devil is trying to tell us, just like he told Adam and Eve, well, you know, if, if you do this, you're going to, you don't need God anymore. That's basically what he told uh, Eve. If you eat from that apple, you're going to know as much as God. You don't need God anymore. Well, that's what he's telling us. If you do all these things, you don't need God anymore because you have your money, you have your possessions, you have your <coughs> pleasures, your drugs and alcohol, your sex, your whatever you want in life. You don't need God if you have all that stuff. Well, he's tempting us the same way he tempted Eve. We have to be careful about that. Very careful. So again, Jesus, at the time of his death on the cross, destroyed that the, the power of death that the devil gave to us through sin. And no, we are no longer chained to sin. We are now back to being, you know, that the, the, the people that God wants us to be. So we have to treat one another with respect. We have to treat one another with dignity, with holiness. Every single person in this world, doesn't matter who they are, you got to treat them as God's creation, as people who have the image and likeness of God in them. You know, every single person. God made, you know, when we are conceived in our mother's womb, God makes us, you know, he gives us a soul as soon as we're conceived. That soul is the image and likeness of God. Our souls are the things that are, are eternal, that live forever, that never die. Our souls are forever. Our bodies might die. Our bodies might be decayed and go back to the earth to dust, but our souls live forever. So, you know, our body and soul are important. As, as uh, St. Paul said in one of his writings, you know, your, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You know, he makes us beautiful, yes. <laughs> People are beautiful. People are, you know, are, are attractive, they're physically attractive, mentally attractive. We, God makes people attractive to one another. Beautiful. Because God's beauty is always found in every single person in this world. God's beauty is found everywhere. But the devil tries to disfigure that beauty. The devil tries to make that beauty ugliness through sin. So it doesn't matter how physically attractive we are, doesn't matter how smart we are, doesn't matter how much money we have, doesn't matter what we do in this world, if we are not 
following God's law, our souls, if our souls are full of sin, if our souls are full of, of lust, if our souls are full of hatred for others, if our souls are full of all those bad things, everything else is not going to matter. It doesn't matter how beautiful we are physically. It doesn't matter how rich we are. Our souls are the most important thing, right? Our souls have to be purified through confession, through repentance to God. That's the thing that will bring us to heaven. Not our money, not our beauty, not our, our intelligence. You know, we can, God made all those things for us to use in this life to be, a, you know, to uh, be attracted to one another. When a man and woman become, you know, ma uh, husband and wife, they are attracted to each other physically, of course. They are attracted to each other because God wants them to be one body, one body in Christ, right? So when they are together and have that sexual union to produce children, God wants them to, you know, to be one in, 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 in holiness, to be one as, as he created them. But the devil turns us around and makes that beauty that God has given to us to ugliness, makes it into something that God did not want from us to do. Just like when he made Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, he didn't want them to be outside the garden. He wanted to be there them to be there forever, to be, you know, to be with with um with God forever. But they chose not to be with God. They chose selfishness instead. And this is how the human race has so many problems now because we we choose selfish things. Instead of loving one another, instead of forgiving one another, instead of helping one another, we choose to be selfish. And that's seen in marriages, it's seen in relationships, it's seen in communities where we are selfish. We are very selfish and we do not care about other people around us. That is the problem in this world today. So, again, Jesus wants us to change how we view other people. Jesus wants us to change how we live our lives and not to sin like Adam and Eve did. He wants us to live lives of holiness. He wants us to live lives of being one body in Christ. Okay, that is, he wants all of us to be in heaven. That is our goal, to be in heaven. Our goal is not to be the richest person in the world. Our goal is not to have as many possessions as we can, to, to you know, have uh, all the, uh, you know, pleasures of life. 
That's not what our goal is. Our goal is to be with God forever. God bless you. Have a great day.